plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, we're glad you're lending us your ears for our party time. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the informational playground brought to you by Be the Star You Are, literacy and positive media charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I always strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for some positive, meaningful, and and definitely uh, in-depth conversations. The best shortcut that you can take in Creating the life of your dreams is to know that you already have arrived. So act like you have have it all and you will have it all. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity that just launched its third book in the Be The Star You Are series. Be The Star You Are boomers, I mean uh, millennials to boomers. I'm getting ahead of myself, millennials to boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world. Pick up your copies. You can check it out at bethestarur.org. This is from William Wordsworth. The best portion of a good man's life are his little nameless, unremembered acts of kindness and love. And I want to give a second one from Albert Einstein. And for this one, you can visit CynthiaBryan.com. Go to forward slash book, CynthiaBryan.com. Try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. And of course, when we say man, we mean woman too. So don't get up in a huffy that we're being discriminatory because I'm not. But... We really do. Being a value is more important than anything else. Well, I'm very excited for our show today. Coming to you in segment two will be the multi-mega-million bookseller Dan Milliman. He is the author of Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And here on our show, he's going to be celebrating the revived 25th anniversary edition of his guide to finding your life purpose called The Life You Were Born to Live. And it's a it's a very large book with a lots of information that is actually very easy to assimilate and we'll find out if we are all living the life we were born to live and if not, why not and what we can do about it. So that's going to be exciting. In segment three, we will be talking uh, about financial literacy for kids because it's essential for life success uh, to know important money skills. They can be taught early, and if you want to know what age-appropriate lessons to offer your youngsters, I will have some guidelines for you, and that's coming up in segment three because we all want our kids to be financially literate. And to live in a safe, loving environment, and that means also incorporating some money talk into just simple, fun activities. But right now, you know, school is back in session. Many of the colleges have already started. Some of the universities won't be starting for a bit. 
But um, our young people are going to back to college. And what do we need to do to keep your teen healthy? So this is some advice for medical experts for sending your kid off to school. Now, most college prep lists, they focus on campus supplies for your teen from sheets you know to a mini fridge but before you start packing up those boxes perhaps you want to take some time out to talk to your youngster about health because when your child goes away to school it's not only the separation and a little bit challenging and a little bit difficult for the child but it's definitely hard for the parent because the parent at home has always been watching over this person, making sure that, you know, there was there were some rules and guidelines and good food and, you know, hygiene and all of this. But now when they're away at college, there is no way to watch over that. And, of course, uh, usually the teen is 18 or older, so they're actually an adult and it's time for them to start on their own. But we need to have that conversation. And... Uh, We have to be able to say to our children, we're here for you no matter what. Don't be afraid to call us if you need us. And, you know, and do that without any kind of reservations or any kind of uh, I told you so (laughs) admonishments. Instead, remember that your teen now is an adult and it's time to start treating them as an adult, but also to give them guidelines that can help them be happier and healthier. Now, one of the things that is very important to do in advance is to schedule a checkup. There will always be lots of health-related forms that your doctor can help you complete. And you want to make sure that your child has all the booster shots, especially for things like tetanus and hepatitis A, meningitis vaccines, because we have seen outbreaks of meningitis, especially in on college campuses and especially in dorms. So uh, the first thing is to get that scheduled and in advance if possible and also to have your child learn about the healthcare system that will be available for him or her when they are away from home. The next thing is to have an emergency plan. So find that hospital that is near campus and come to some kind of agreement on what to do if your teen gets sick at school or has an accident. There, this is not going to be a time to be checking online to see where the nearest clinic is. You need to visit the school with your child and actually go and find that hospital. And I would make a checklist of all the things that are necessary for the kids to have. The next thing is to review uh, medical history. In an emergency, your teen needs to be able to clearly communicate his or her own history. And that's everything from past broken bones to current allergies to any medications that are taken or any recreational drugs, anything like that. Uh, needs to be able to be communicated to the attending physician. So it's probably best to send your child to a college with a list of all of this, all the immunizations that have been done, you know, and just an actual file. And I would um, obviously have that backed up to a computer or maybe on a flash drive and give this to your kid. Finding a pharmacy. Now, if you uh, if your teen takes regular medications or even if they're going to need to fill prescriptions um, while they're away, whatever those may be, 
find the pharmacy again in advance. This is all things you can do when you do a campus visit or when you're taking your child to school is to get that pharmacy and find the address, the phone number, email, website, all the things that you're going to need. The next uh, thing to talk about is that's always the hard one, but hopefully you've been talking, having frank discussions with your child from the time they were small so that these discussions aren't so uncomfortable anymore. And this is discussing safe sex, drinking, drugs, and any of those kinds of things. The legal drinking age in the U.S. is 21, but wherever there are going to be college kids, there's going to be sex and alcohol. So drinking can have serious consequences and some boundaries need to be set of what's going to be acceptable for your family. Uh, Of course, you're not going to be there. A parent is not going to be there to to oversee it. So hopefully the values that you've instilled in your children will remain while they're in college and at least they will know how to be safe, not drink and drive, know when to say no, when to stop, etc. Now, STD prevention is just as important as pregnancy control when it comes to safe sexual habits and this is something that is important. So make sure that your child has the uh, ability to go to a clinic and knows about all of these things. So have that kind of conversation with your child. The next thing would be to deal with the stress and anxiety. School and peer pressure are probably the most common stressors among young people that are going off to college. And there's all kinds of signs of anxiety, which could include you know, sleeping problems, eating problems, unusual moodiness, uh, changes in appetite. And again, as a parent, you can have a role to play by just being available to talk or maybe just to listen. Help them come up with plans for when they're feeling anxious and what they can do about it. So that is something that is important. Then speaking about eating and food, Really important, I know for myself, I can say that the first time I ever experienced any kind of of eating issues was when I went away to college. And that was because having grown up on the farm, we always had fresh fruits and vegetables and my mom's amazing cooking and everything, you know, everything we ate was coming from our Garden, So I was always super healthy, had, you know, plenty of exercise working on the ranch, etc. But when I got to college, I was paying for uh, my own way, which meant I had to pay for my own food. And sometimes it would get down to whether I would have money to pay for food or could I pay rent or pay for books. And I was always juggling this. And even though I was working, you know, money was always really, really tight. So I tended to um, not eat healthily. Uh, and that's, I tried to eat on the cheap. And that's when I really got sick. And it was, it was not good. It was like my skin wasn't good. My hair wasn't good. My body felt terrible. And I, you know, I really, I, it was really not good. <laughs> All I can say, it's not good. So I understand when uh, kids go away to college, especially if they're paying their own way, that their eating habits may fall. So have that discussion about food and eating habits. And if possible, if especially if they're going to be in the dorm, 
it's probably a good idea to uh, get your kids at least for the first year on some kind of dining plan and talk to them about the superfoods. I discussed that in another show, the 10 superfoods, sweet potatoes and mangoes and Greek yogurt and eating plenty of broccoli or uh, other other um, things like cauliflower and cabbage, how to eat more omega-3s, wild salmon, oatmeal for breakfast, garbanzo beans, watermelons and all kinds of melons, but especially watermelons, uh, butternut squash and plenty of leafy greens, really, really important, mustard greens, kale, collard, spinach, Swiss chard. All of this is very important to maintain your health. Uh, I was trying to eat um, a diet of kind of rice and I don't think I had the bean mixtures with it when I was in college and that it just wasn't enough. So make sure to let them know going to fast food restaurants is not going to be the answer to keeping them healthy. Uh, Having too much liquid salt, you know, having condensed soups isn't good. Doing um, just any fast food restaurant is not going to to be good for you, you know, and or too much ice cream or too much um, uh, milkshakes or all of those things. Pizza, another really bad thing. So just have that conversation with your kids. So by the numbers, this is just some reports on stress. And that is that um, stress and anxiety in teens is really and truly on the rise. 62% of college students in 2016 felt that they were overwhelmed with anxiety, 62%. So that's from the American College Health Association. So let's just try to keep our teens healthy as they go back to college and just remember to schedule those checkups, have an emergency plan, review their medical history, find the correct pharmacy, discuss safe sex and drinking and drugs and help them deal with their stress and anxiety. But most of all, let them know that you are always there for them and you are there to talk and offer them good nutrition. When we come back from break, Dan Millman, author of Way of the Peaceful Warrior, will be with us to discuss the 25th anniversary edition of his amazing book, A Guide to Finding Your Life Purpose, The Life You Were Born to Live. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Don't go away. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. I'm here. You be here, too. Be the star you are. The star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 
and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called... Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, where we hope to catapult you to the stars. About 20 years ago, I interviewed our next guest for a book he wrote called Living on Purpose. Dan Millman says, you are not here to fit in. You are here to lead by example. And I could not agree more. He is a former world champion gymnast, coach, martial arts teacher, college professor, and amazingly, the author of 17 books published in 29 languages, and he has sold millions and millions of copies of books. Welcome, Dan Millman, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. It's really good to be here with you. Well, I'm so happy to have you back. I mean, as we said off the air, I can't believe how quickly the years go past and we you know it's 20 years it's crazy well we are here to discuss your revised 25th anniversary edition of a guide to finding your life purpose and it was the life you were born to live of course most people probably know you from uh, being the author of way of the peaceful warrior which was made into a feature film but the life you were born to live is very fascinating because it uses your this incredible number system, a life purpose system that you call it, to kind of figure out where you're going and what you can do. So, uh, and you've updated it because after 2000, after the millennium, numbers kind of changed. So give us a little bit of background, if you would, about the life you were born to live, how you came about uh, writing it, and what we should know for the future here. Sure, and I'll begin with the title because we didn't know what to call it, the number book, the life purpose book. Uh, Then my wife and I were walking to the living room in our home and our daughters, young then, were watching The Sound of Music, the movie, and the mother superior was just saying to Maria, Maria, you have to go out and live the life you were born to live. And we went, that's it. That's That's the title. So that's, <laughs> I mean, I love it. I just love it. I love it because you know what? When you said that, I felt the same thing about, with a mother superior kind of because I'm all about be the star you are. So the life you're born to live is kind of like be the star you are. And I started this back in the '80s, and it was really it really came from a mother superior kind of as well. So I love that we have that um, <laughs> coincidence, synchronicity. 
So that is so great. <laughs> and, your, and your kids are grown now with their own babies. Yes, with their own babies, our grandbabies. So life does go on. And, um, you know, when I observe my grandchildren, my, my daughters, um, and other people around, I do notice a difference in how people know themselves, whether they know themselves well or are still wrapped up in self-image or whether they've reached a state of authenticity. And, you know, five centuries B.C., uh, at the Temple of Delphi in ancient Greece, uh, above the entrance were written the words roughly translated as Know Thyself. We've all heard that. We think it came from Shakespeare or uh, other sources. But every spiritual tradition... Every religious tradition um, places an emphasis on self-knowledge because if we don't know ourselves, our talents, our values, our interests, if we don't know ourselves deeply, we end up making the right decision for the wrong person, the one we thought we were. And many people have done that in relationships, for career decisions. So this book, the reason I wrote The Life You Were Born to Live is to help people not only know themselves better, and deeper, and it's a very accessible way to do that in a relatively short time, but also to have more compassion for ourselves and for other people. Because, you know, in the original version of the book, there were 37 life paths that I described, and people, in an objective way, people could just go right online and find their birth number and their life path. They don't have to make guesses about it. Um, so there and they can do that at peacefulwarrior.com. I just want to plug that. Well, well, thank you for mentioning it. Yeah, even during, if someone's in front of a computer, they can go to PeacefulWarrior.com, and the first thing they'll see on the splash page is a little uh, box that says Life Purpose Calculator. And if they click on that, they just put in their their, uh, day, month, and year of birth, and they will immediately see their birth number and some key words that have to do with the core issues of their life and a sample paragraph just a, a, a taste of um, their particular life path in this particular way it's described in the life you were born to live. Now, people thought I'd gone off on a numerology tangent. They said, Dan, you were writing all these, these peaceful warrior books and no ordinary moments and, and very practical down-to-earth things, and now you're, you're dealing with numbers. And I have to address the elephant in the room, which is how can adding up the numbers of someone's date of birth give valid, reliable, accurate information about the core issues of their life? Well, I don't know, but I do know it works after working with it for three decades, um, actually more than that, um, people are pretty amazed at what they see. So all anyone can go to the peacefulwarrior.com, look up their number if they're not familiar with the system. But the new book, I was able to, I was so grateful for the opportunity to be able to revise it, to add some more information about what so-called master numbers and those single-digit birth numbers for some people born after the year 2000. So there's some new material revised, cleaned up language and clarifications in this new edition. And that's why I'm letting people know about it. Yeah, and it's so interesting because I wouldn't have thought, you know, of course I wasn't looking ahead. Um, I wouldn't have thought that it would have changed, but it really, after uh, the millennial, it actually did change, you know, and you had these new numbers. So how was it that you came up with the new numbers and what they mean? Because as you said just now, uh, people thought you were doing numerology, but that's not what you were doing at all. And what's crazy about your system is it really, really 
is insightful. I mean, it it doesn't matter who it is. It just it somehow it works. Somehow it works, and, and that's the amazing thing. Um, and and yet it is a form of numerology. But the Hebrews, the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Chinese, everybody has them. They all had systems. Yeah, they had systems in systems, numerology. Right. This just happens to be a. Perhaps a more accurate um, way of adding up the numbers and interpretation of what it means. Now, Pythagoras, probably of all the Westerners, he was the first to ask, do numbers mean something essential in the human psyche? And so how is one different from two and so on? And somehow our connection to the universe, the solar system, the rhythms of the sun and the moon... uh, it renders this useful information. And what people need to understand is each of us is unique. We have our own life experience, our own genetics. Um, so we're not simply a number. It doesn't fully define us. Just as I could point to a tree outside and say, chances are there's not a single tree on the entire planet exactly like that tree in the angle of every single leaf and branch, for example. So each tree is unique. And yet, We can say things that apply to birches or aspens or oaks that are different from redwood trees, for example. So in the same way, even though each of us is a unique individual living our own life in our own way, we do fall into certain patterns. And that is what I share in the life you were born to live. And sometimes we work more in a mature, constructive, a positive way. Others, we work out those issues of our life path in a more... uh, Less constructive, less mature way, and that is what shapes our, our life. So, and that's, that's what's why very interesting. Was, you yeah. put that in the book. Mm-hmm. You have when you're talking about working the numbers. For example, you know if you're working a thirty-six nine, again, which is integrity and wisdom, vision, acceptance, expression, and sensitivity. You give a whole mm-hmm. background, but then it's how you work it in the positive, and how you work it in the negative. Now, you mentioned that your sister and one of your daughters and yourself actually are working the same life path. But you all, you know, you can share some core values and qualities, challenges, strengths, etc. But you're all different. How does that work when family members or relationships, like, um, like you know, in a married relationship, they share either the same life paths or their life paths are so different. It, what's the challenge there? How do, we, how do we work that? Sure. Well, statistically, you'll have some people uh, that everybody in the family is the same life path. It's rare since there are 45 life paths, um, and sometimes everybody's different. Um, and, and actually, someone who looks up their life path number at the website will not only see their life path, but also they can put in the life path uh, or the birth date of a significant other. It could be their child, the energy they make with that child, or uh, a spouse, a partner, a uh, business partner. But any two people make a composite number that may be different from the number either one of them has individually. So that relationship has a purpose as well. Um, and, of course, the most important part of the book are, is the section on spiritual laws or universal laws, right. uh, which I, I uh, indicate and, and spell out, as you know, Cynthia. And, and that can help us to overcome the hurdles on our life path. It's not just insight into ourselves. It's also, what do I do about this? How do I overcome the challenges on my own life path? No life path is better or worse, easier or harder than any other, except as we make it so. 
they're, they're equal. They're just different. Uh, they're just paths up the same mountain, um, different paths. So that's why it's important for people not to feel that they are better or worse than any other life path, but to have compassion because each of us has our own mountain to climb. Well, we're talking with Dan Dan Millman, uh, M-I-L-L-M-A-N. He's author of Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And today we're talking about his 25th revised anniversary edition of The Life You Were Born to Live. Uh, Go to his website now while we're talking, if you're at your computer, because then you can do these life paths of your own. www.peacefulwarrior.com. It's right there on the splash page. But I did want to talk about uh, these universal laws, because most people have heard about the law of attraction you know it it got a lot of play in the last I don't know what 10-15 years I lose track of time but the the law that I was most interested in in the book that I thought we should really share with listeners today was the law of expectations on how to create new expectations not based on blind faith but on really clear intentions would you address that Dan because to me that's a very very uh, well, they're all important laws, but this one is one that we really can do something about, like right now. Expectation is an interesting topic. Um, we've all heard the saying, those who believe they can and those who believe they can't are both correct. Um, there is that self-fulfilling prophecy. We, we don't do something that we believe we can't do or expect we can't do, um, and yet, there are arguments for having high expectations, high uh, to expect the best, and maybe you're more likely to get it. Shoot for the stars, you might at least hit the moon. Right. Uh, and yet, also, that can lead to disappointment as well, too high expectations. One can say that the secret of happiness is lowered expectations. <laughs> um, if our expectations because are Because you'll meet lower, them, probably. <laughs> we, we may surpass them. So, um, in my view, I've come around to the idea that to recognize how our expectations, our beliefs, um, can help, can determine or help shape our directions. If we think, oh, if I ask that person to go out on a date, they're going to say no. Nobody likes me, and I'm not popular, and look at my past. If they go around with that expectation, their posture will, will reflect it, the way, their tone of voice. But if they say you know, um, people seem to like me. Uh, I expect uh, good things from people. Then they will behave differently. So there is something uh, to the power of expectations. I've come to the point in my life where I kind of have no expectations, not high, not low. I've, I've kind of transcended the whole thing, and the law ultimately points to that, where we just let's, let's see what happens. Yeah, let it and, be. But we need to be kind conscious of, let it be. of limiting. Yeah, exactly. And just go into it and find out how it's going to be rather than go in with some idea of how it should or is going to be. Just go in like a child, open-minded, spontaneous, and see what happens. Even though we might have gone, you know, even though we might be having these really big dreams, which I believe it's good to have big dreams, I don't think it's a good thing to put expectations on how we're going to achieve them. (laughs) So I've always had this... I've always just let it be because, you know, I come from a background of television and film. I never thought I would be a writer. and I mean, that never occurred to me. I never thought I would be doing radio. I always thought I would just be doing film and things. But it's interesting how whatever happens in your life and you take a 
a turn. And it's fabulous. So if we're just open to all the possibilities, magic happens. And to me, that's what the law of expectation is saying to us, is experience each day anew and um, let it happen. Without being driven by or limited by expectations. No, we tend to form them, but uh, we're here to transcend them. And there's some realistic principles I can share. For example, I recommend to people dream big, but start small and then connect the dots. And and also, um, you know, life comes at us in waves of change. That's why one of the laws in the book is the law of flexibility. And, And we can't predict or control those changes, but we can learn to surf. So if we, if we understand how reality works, that we can't control the outcomes in our life. I wish we could. I wish I could control every time I try making a putt or shooting a basket or finding <laughs> love or success. But we can't control the outcomes, but we can control our efforts. And by making an effort over time, we increase the odds of getting our desired goal. So the horse I'm betting on in life is not necessarily the law of attraction. It is actually anything we've accomplished in, in life is things we've done over time. That's the horse I bet on. And the law of perfection, that's one I've I've always been a believer that there is no such thing as perfection, but we can only strive for excellence. So because otherwise we're constantly going to be beating ourselves up. But I hear so many people talking, you know, that this has to be perfect, that has to be perfect, etc. Would you just address your thoughts on the law of perfection for, uh, you know, for a bit here so that we can see where, where you're coming from? One of the things I share in the law of perfection is that the only perfection is perfect flow, perfect fun, and perfect change. Um, people who... Uh, come to me and say, Dan, you know, I'm doing pretty well, but, but I don't think I've reached 100% of my potential. And I go, well, what if you have? <laughs> and I said, what if you did it yesterday? You just hit your yeah. well, I, what if What if the sky opened and a, voice, and a voice said, you've just accomplished everything you need to. The rest is free play. Wouldn't it be a great way to treat life? Because we continue to improve and evolve, and we learn from our life experience. But to not have this driving thing that we're never quite good enough and it could have been better. One of the things we tend to do is compare ourselves to not only other people, but we compare ourselves to ourselves. ourselves. I used to be able to do this. I used to be able to do that. And comparison is a disrespect for our own process. Someone once said, I cannot write a book commensurate to Shakespeare, but I can write a book by me. And that goes for any field. To just be a little gentler with ourselves, except some people learn certain moves, or certain elements faster than others. But those who take longer to learn sometimes learn it better than those who learned it faster. So we need to trust our own process and, and trust that we are um, perfect in our own process own right now. Not perfected, but perfect. And we are here to live the life we were born to live, which is the title of your book. Bottom line, that is how we find our life purpose is to live the life we were born to live. And I mean, that to me is that I mean, that to me is what's perfect. Now, um, in your book, we have the nine year cycles. So let's address what the nine year cycles are. I know it's creativity, security, you know, and you actually list them in here. But 
what is it? Why are, why is it nine years, and why is it the law of cycles comes in nine years? Well, you know, earlier you were talking about young people and stress, and um, one thing it's hard for young people to have is perspective. It's the better part of wisdom. Mm-hmm. We gain perspective by going through certain adversities, and. Looking at our life in these nine-year cycles, you know, the numbers are fundamental, one through nine, and they tend to come round again in cycles. So uh, one is like planting the seed, a beginning of something new. Two is learning to cooperate with other people, to work together, and so on, and each year has a different theme. And uh, again, if someone does go to my website and clicks on the calculator, they'll not only be able to put in their date of birth and see their birth number and a relationship number, but they'll also see which year of the cycle, starting on their birth date this year, they'll see what year they're beginning in that nine-year cycle. And it lends a certain patience uh, rather than saying, well, it's time to manifest all the work I've done, but maybe it's only a seven-year. The eight-year is really what you see the manifestation of, of the labors and so on that's been built up depending on how you've weathered the first seven years of the cycle, then things come to fruition, and the ninth year is plowing the land again, turning the soil, and preparing for a new cycle of life. So we go through these cycles, and it's uh, a useful thing just to contemplate our life in that, in that way. And again, the website is PeacefulWarrior.com, and you can find the Life Purpose Calculator right there online, and it is very useful. And it's so much better to have it online because I don't know if I was just having issues with my math, but I tried doing it, you know, with my own math, and sometimes I would come up with different numbers. (laughs) I'd have to do it a couple of times. So that was a very smart thing to put it right there online. And I do love the way that you um, talk about the cycles of life through nature because being a nature girl and having growing up on a farm and ranch and being the gardener that I am, I compare everything to nature. And it is so true that we have to plant the seed and water the seed and do all of that, you know, in order to make things grow. And we have to be patient. And that's what we can really learn from nature because you can stand over a carrot all day long and say, grow, 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 harvest, but that's not going to make it go any faster. Exactly. How, how fortunate that you grew up on a farm, Cynthia, because, you know, nature has always been my primary teacher. We yes, can learn mine so too, much. Dan. Dan, I feel yep. so blessed for that background because so many people, you know, today we hear all about the farm-to-table movement and people want to move back to the land. And, you know, that was my... that. That's been my whole life, and I feel that I, I was just really, really, really blessed to have that from from birth till now, and I don't take it lightly. But nature is our teacher, and if more people would look to that, I think we would all be living the life we were born to live because there's so much, you know, uh, failures fertilizer. We can just uh, we can just find it right there in the ground. Well, again, Dan Millman is the author of 17 books. You can also find all his other books in a timeline, and his website's amazing at peacefulwarrior.com. And I I love the way you've lived your life, uh, Dan, and you're such a humble 
person and I know you, you know, you, you're the first to admit that you don't have all the answers because, gosh, I don't even know if we have all the questions yet, right? Exactly. It's important asking the right questions in our lives. Yes, it is. But congratulations to you on revising this. And I really um, look forward to this next generation of, of people, you know, the, the millennials and the next generation after that, to picking up this revived 25th anniversary edition, A Guide to Finding Your Life Purpose, because all you have to do is figure out um, where you're going and then you'll be able to get there. So visit PeacefulWarrior.com. Dan, it's such a pleasure to speak with you again. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your lifestyle and your family and your grandbabies to be here with us on Star Style. Be the star you are. Uh, it's it's just it's so an glad. honor, as always. Thank you. Thank you. PeacefulWarrior.com. Dan Millman, pick up the book. The life you were born to live. You will not be disappointed. I'll be back with you in just a moment. We have to take a quick break. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Stay with me. Be the star you are. The star you your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to defeat boredom and reach your goals? So many of us write unreachable goals. Then we chastise ourselves because we can't or we didn't reach them. But here's a simple way to reach any goal you set for yourself, whether it's to defeat boredom, lose weight, tone up, make money, embrace spirituality, discover your purpose, or empower others. First of all, take action. Show up. Lean into it. Start anywhere. Stay busy. Get out more. Ask for help, shake those hands, give more hugs, and never stop. Start visualizing, write it down, start playing your work, and you remember that you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information or for our new book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world visit cynthiabryan.com that's cynthiabryan.com be the star you are the star you are the annual cost of illiteracy to american taxpayers is over 225 billion dollars Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 
888-376-8376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are dot O-R-G. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, thank you so much for staying here with me. I am Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I know that you really enjoyed hearing Dan Millman. He is just um, a wonderful, wonderful person as well as a great author. But what I love about Dan is he actually is one of these people that walk his talk. Sometimes you get people that, you know, they... They might preach something, but they do something else, and Dan is not one of those people. He is actually the real deal, and that's what we're all about here at Be The Star You Are, because as you know, what Be The Star You Are actually means is that we are being the stars of our own lives, that we already have everything we need to be the writers, producers, directors, and stars of our own movies, of our own life, and everything's already inside of us. We just need to maybe, you know, polish up that star and let it out. So I hope that you're doing that. Make sure to visit PeacefulWarrior.com. You'll find tons of information there, and you will really enjoy that experience. So I want to talk about money, um, real money, and how to talk about money with your kids. Because, you know, um, especially summer, we're always scrambling for all kinds of activities to keep the kids entertained and mentally engaged. And we don't want them to lose momentum of the school year. And you also want to, when you have time off with your kids, Besides having fun, to slip a few life lessons in there, you know, that are are fun and that are palatable and sort of like um, popsicles that might be made with um, broccoli or something. <laughs> so building financial literacy and capability skills can be like that broccoli or that spinach that's going to be in that nice, delicious popsicle. There are so many fun, age-appropriate ways to work on important life money skills with your kids or with your grandkids. And here are a few that you might want to think about. First of all, pre-K through second grade. What can a dollar buy? What about $5? So what you might do is give each child a real dollar bill and take them to like a dollar store. You know those dollar stores? I, we have one that is not too far from my office now. And every time I've been in there, it's very interesting to see the kids saying to their parents or grandparents, you know, I want this, I want that. And I've actually heard parents say, okay, you have $1. What is it you're going to buy? And that really gives the kids the opportunity to think about their purchases and what will that $1 buy them. So they can try to guess what things cost and then you can help them use that real dollar to buy what they can. Now, when they get to third through fifth grade, you can build on what we were just talking about on that dollar, and maybe now, you know, it's a little bit more. So what if children want to buy something that costs more? So this is a time to introduce the concept of saving. Every week, you might want to give them a a dollar, 
and you can set an amount, whatever it is that's for you, and then you can take them somewhere and tell them that, well, if they want something that's more expensive, they're going to have to save for it. When my children were young, we actually didn't use uh, real money. We used a point system because I didn't believe, um, and I actually still don't really believe in giving allowances in a family situation. I, I believe in uh, paying the kids for extra things they do, but not for normal things that a family would do, like, you know, setting the table or, or um, helping clean house or making beds. I think that that's all part of family life. But extra things, maybe mowing the lawn, you know, or helping with weeding or those kind of things could be something. But we had a point system. And when they reached a certain number of points, they chose for themselves what items they wanted. And one was a real trampoline. And I think I shared this with Dan years ago uh, because Dan was um, was a, a, a world um, expert gymnast. And they and my daughter was a gymnast. And so they wanted an a actual trampoline. And they actually did earn it because they saved all their points. So in third through fifth grade, you give them, you know, you either do a point system or you tell them amount of money. And it's a great age for providing children with those above, above and beyond chores around the house where I was just saying you could earn extra money, sweeping out the garage, washing the car. You know, those are all extras. You don't want to make it too big or too long because then they're going to lose interest. And you definitely want to work side by side with them so that you can make it fun. Now, then they get to middle school and that's when we introduce the concept of like a clothing allowance. So you can look in closets and drawers and laundry baskets and have your kids figure out what clothes they're going to need for school or for um, for their fun things and how much it's going to cost. You can check prices. You can go shopping to check prices before you actually buy. Then you create a budget together and you can give them a couple of real dollars, but then Give them the choice. They have to uh, to save. If they want more spending money, they have to work for it. Babysitting, gardening help, you know, it's really great for that uh, age group. And then by the time they get to high school, then we actually ramp it up a little bit of a notch. The goal here is to instill confidence and realism in the teens about money so that when they leave for college, they're going to live on a budget and avoid some of those pressures that they're going to face to live beyond their means. So you can start helping them craft a budget, maybe if it, for summer, of what they're going to do and how much they're going to spend and then break it down on a weekly basis and then compare it to income sources and work opportunities as well as volunteer opportunities for them so that they learn that this is the way of life. And if you haven't already, it is time to visit the bank and set up a checking or savings account. And for older high schoolers who are driving, they need to have a low limit credit card for gas or emergencies in their own name so that they don't wrap up uh, books, you know, the, the, uh, I mean, uh, debts, they can't live on the bank of mom and dad forever, right? Um, I know somebody who actually gives their kids their own credit cards and lets them spend several thousand dollars 
a month. While the parents are scraping to, to um, pay the bills, they're letting their kids spend all this money. And to me, that is so overindulgent and it's wrong. And I think that it's not going to help these kids um, in their older years uh, get by. They're going to have to find, <laughs> they're going to have to uh, hit the lotto or do something like that. Uh, also about setting up a checking account. I mean, I got my, my first checking account when I started my my um, chicken business, my egg business at the age of eight. And I was taught for, you know, every 50 cents I got for that dozen eggs of to put a certain amount away in the bank so that I could buy more food. And then I could put a little bit away that if I needed to buy something for myself. And by doing that, I was able to finance my college education. Now, as a family, for the younger kids, there's actually a family board game called the Allowance Game. And, of course, my favorite that I've always had and i played since a kid was Monopoly. And I think it's a time-tested game. You can plan vacations together, which can be a real-life lesson on spending and budgeting, and it can allow you to stay within your family means. And those are just a few ideas for you. So you'll just want to... um, be, be careful about the way that they spend. But the most important goal is to raise a financial literate citizenship with your child in a safe, loving, and fun environment and make it very enjoyable. And remember, it all starts with us as parents, incorporating a, you know, integrity and goals into a family life enhances the learning and it gives us wonderful memories. Um, You don't want to just say, trust me, you want to empower your kids to be financially savvy because that is very important just to be able to live on your own means. Well, thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. I am so happy that you listen to Voice America Network, especially the Empowerment Channel. And I like being your personal growth success coach and bringing the experts from around the globe, the renowned authors that can help change your life for the better. Remember to maintain a focus on what you desire and don't depend on on expectations to attain it. Whatever happens, happens. Just live in the be. For more information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. So see beyond your physical being and know you're already a star. And read a book this week and make it the life you were born to live by Dan Millman. Until next week, when we celebrate once again here on Star Style, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. I thank you. I encourage you. Go out into the world and be the star you are. Until next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m., shine, sparkle. Remember, you are a star. Thank you. Be the star you are. The star you been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform 
entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.